Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Donna Kozik with me. Donna is a former newspaper editor and senior communications specialist and a two-time award-winning book author. Her writer book in a weekend event started out as a Facebook group and quickly took on a life of its own. Welcome. Thanks, George. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for uh, for being here, Donna. I hope I didn't butcher your last name. Uh, was it that close? <laughs> no, that's that's quite right. Yes, it's Kozik. Okay, Kozik. Uh, so thanks for being here, Donna. Let's uh, talk about writing and how you started. Uh, what what is your? How did you start it out with writing, and um, how long have you been uh, at this at this trade? I'll tell you. I remember when I was seven years old, I put together a little book. Uh, from sheets of paper I tore out of a notebook and I went to town with a stapler and made a little binding on it and drew pictures of my uh, family in there and I, the title of it was the, the Autobiography of Donna Kozik by Donna Kozik <laughs> and I overheard my mom telling my grandmother about it and she's like yeah and she put these illustrations in there and she has this binding to it it's like a real book and it was in that moment that I just dedicated myself to being a writer, and uh, I've just been enjoying it ever since. So in, uh, in 2001, you wrote uh, 29 Days to a Smooth Move. How did you get the idea for that book? Yeah, so before anybody has any, uh, they're probably maybe pondering what the heck is that book all, is all about, we started out with the title 29 Days to a Smooth Move, and then when it got associated with different websites about bodily functions and things, uh, we <laughs> quickly added the subtitle, A Household Moving Ma Manual. And the idea for 29 Days came from my move from Erie, Pennsylvania to San Diego, California. My best friend, Tara, moved from Erie to Las Vegas. And we both of us had just a lot of information about how to move and how to pack and how to hire a moving company that we thought other people would like to know this information as well. So we put it together in a book. And so what were your expectations of this book? Well, we looked to make it uh, more actually than a, a type of product, which I think is a good thing that all aspiring authors should be thinking about, that their book is more than just a book. It's a, it could be a product for a number of things. And we uh, put it on uh, our websites. Uh, we create a website for it. And then what surprised us is the amount of attention we got and how easy it was to get into Woman's Day magazine, Women's World magazine, and uh, all this promotion for the book. And then even Sprint PCS tapped us on the shoulder and said, would you come and represent our company in a summer moving campaign and we'll do a media interviews with you and you can promote your book and things like that. So I would say, George, there were no expectations, but a lot of lovely things happened. Okay. Now let's talk about um, your idea for writing a book in a weekend. Uh, where, where did that idea come from? I'll tell you, it came from... Um, kind of everything coming together in the right moment and for me paying attention. And I think that's really important for any author or business owner is just to really pay attention to the ideas that are around you and then act on them. I started MyBigBusinessCard.com to show people how to write a book to use as a marketing tool, but I really hadn't come up with a signature system. 
And I was having teleseminars and things like that. Well, one day I got on the phone with my coach and I was telling him how nobody was coming to my teleseminars. And he said, did you, you know, did you uh, advertise it on Facebook or did you ask your friends on Facebook to come? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, did you ask your fans? And I said, what fans? He said, well, you have to start a group on Facebook. I don't know, call it the write a book in a weekend club or something. And uh, then invite them to your teleseminars. I'm like, oh, okay. So I went back to my computer, and I'm like, well, it's as good a name as any. So I called it the Write a Book in a Weekend Club. But then what happened is that the third person who joined the club on Facebook messaged me and said, Donna, I'm ready to write my book this weekend. What do I do? And that's where I just idea met action, and I thought, what would I have her do to write a book in a weekend? And then that's how I created my program. And so ultimately, how many members did that uh, Facebook group uh, grew to? Oh, that's a good question. Well, as you know, groups have kind of changed to fan pages. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would say that between combined between the two of them, there's about 4,000 people mm -hmm. uh, who probably are members of those groups. But what happened is just the idea took off and I have uh, an audience of, of many thousands of people who are interested in writing a book, and then I uh, lead them towards my program. Yeah. So I think uh, some people are struggling with the idea, and you know, maybe even professionals, uh, you know, of, of writing a book, and they're not sure that it's worth their time. So can you share how writing books have helped you professionally? Yes. Well, not only myself, but other people. Uh, even having a book is what I call a big business card. That came from one of my clients because after I wrote 29 Days to a Smooth Move, uh, other people started asking me, well, how did you write the book? How did you get it done? And so Peter Wallen hired me to work with him as he's putting his book together in pursuit of business. And he said, you know, Donna, I'm going to use this book as my big business card. It's going to be a marketing tool for me. It's going to be a way for me to thank clients who are coming in. He's an insurance agent to, uh, you know, to talk about, to give talks about at the Rotary Club or the Chamber of Commerce. So that that idea is like, yes, you can do that and so much more with a book. I really call it a universal symbol of expertise. You can stand anywhere on stage or at a book signing, you hold a copy of your book and people pay you respect and uh, they know without you even having to say a word that you've done something and they, and they give you that credit. And that's why I think it's such a hot topic these days and everybody should consider having a book, especially if they're in a business where they're looking to differentiate themselves from other people or establish an expertise about their, about their work. Now, do you have any prior business experience? Because I think a lot of authors uh, sometimes have a hard time, you know, combining business and, and writing. And, um, you know, I wonder if you have a, a background in that. Wow, that's a really good question. Uh, I don't. I don't really. I was a newspaper editor for six years, and then I worked in a corporation and I wrote speeches and did the annual report in magazines for an insurance company in Pennsylvania before moving to California and starting my own business. But the way I learned the ropes for online business was hiring a mentor or a coach. I could see what was going on on the, uh, you know, on the front part, like lo looking at the window. I could see what people were doing and setting up web pages and 
opt-in pages and having free tele seminars. But I didn't know what was going on the back end. And it wasn't until I hired a coach who showed me what was going on the back end and gave me direction that I really got more of my business savvy in growing my own online business. And that's a good question for any author to consider because when you have a book, it is like you're starting a little business unto yourself too because you'll be promoting that book and hopefully getting maybe getting clients with that book or whatever it might be. So it is good to bring some business sense into it. And so how long did it take you from, let's say, the time you hired a coach to actually, you know, seeing like a visible difference in, in the way you, you were doing business? It happened very quickly once I made up my mind that that's what I was going to do. Um, I was kind of learning those ropes, but was I really applying them? Uh, not so much. It wasn't until I decided to go all in that not only was I going to hire a coach, but I was going to do what he says and read everything he says and show up for every Q&A call that he has so I can really soak in the information and then do something with it. Then also uh, a time happened where this was right before I, I did my first write a book in a weekend, that things were pretty much dire straits uh, financially for me in um, 2008, towards the end of the year, 2008, I, I printed out the bankruptcy papers. I was, uh, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, I've, I don't know what I'm going to do. And uh, as I tell the story, I also went to the, uh, I have three cats and I went to the cat food aisle at Albertson's local grocery store and I would try to figure out, you know, how much money to have, how few cans of cat food can I get to get those cats through the weekend where I hope to pray that a check comes in or some money comes in. And then the uh, idea for Write a Book in a Weekend came about and I said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. And I went and uh, my first weekend generated almost $10,000 in sales. Three months later, I had my $10,000 month. And then six months after that, I passed six figures in my business. So it was a period of nine months from going from bankruptcy to a six-figure business. And again, that was really just applying everything I, I learned. And the happiest day of my life and the, the day that I knew I really made it was when I went to the grocery store and I, I still kind of tear up thinking about it. And I was looking at those cans of cat food on the, on the shelf and I realized that I could take my arm and just sweep it across the shelf and <laughs> dump all of those cans of cat food in the grocery cart and I had plenty of money to pay for them. And <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm, thank you so much for sharing that because I think people need to hear that. I think a lot of times people hear only the end result, you know, either, uh, you know, a success or overnight success, but I think people really need to hear what it really takes and, 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 and you know, and what is really kind of what, what I'm very interested in, those nine months, what were some of the key changes that, or tactics that you changed that really made a difference? You know, I think that the tactics were already there. The key changes that I made, and this is a great question, is that I decided, you know what, it's either this or filing bankruptcy papers, and I'm tired of this. So I'm going to do everything my coach says to make this a success. Uh, after my first two write a book in a weekends, um, I was tempted to then do another weekend called like promote your book in a weekend. 
And my coach said, no. He said, don't do that. Focus on what's working. You've just scratched the surface with this. There are so many other people out there. There are so many people out there who want to know how to get a book done in a weekend. So keep plugging that. And uh, so I took that advice and stuck with it. So that's one of the things for the nine months that I did is like stick with something that's working. Don't get distracted by the next shiny object that comes around. So and, just go deeper, basically. Instead yeah. of going wider, you go deeper. That, yeah, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's another good point. I mean, my clients for Write a Book and Weekend, my, my students in that program were telling me what they wanted to know. And they were giving me, you know, the information of how I could take that deeper. And uh, I'm just the type of person, I like to kind of tinker with things. I like to like, well, how could I make this smoother? How could I make it better? And so when I put my focus on that, in fact, my focus is still on that. I've done uh, 43 write a book in a weekend, and uh, I've never kind of looked back. This is, this is my thing. And so was it one thing. And so was it perfect the first time you did uh, your first uh, write a book in a weekend? It was done. It wasn't perfect, no. And that's a big mistake uh, people make in whether they're applying a new business system or even in writing a book is to try to make it so-called perfect, which really how can you define that? I'll tell you what. The, the perfect thing that I could do is uh, when I came up with the idea of write a book in a weekend, I decided I was going to have it. I set the dates. It was six weeks out. And then I promoted and I signed people up and I asked people to help me get more people signed up. And I focused on that until the Friday night before the Saturday morning call, the kickoff call to my weekend. And it wasn't until that Friday night that I put the program together. And I did a pretty good job. Uh, People liked it. And uh, but then ever since I've just been tinkering with it a little bit. But the focus when you're in business is really on marketing and promotion first and then trusting yourself that you'll do a good job in delivering the product. Yeah, because I mean, I think so many people want perfect and wanting perfect is is almost like avoiding taking action. Right. And, Absolutely. Uh, the only thing that could be perfect, something that has been done already. And if if you don't take action, uh, you know, it's just, you know, you never get there. So. Well, and then again, you know, perfect to who? I mean, who defines that? And what I tell my authors is that there are people out there waiting for your message and they're waiting to hear from you. And while you're, you know, messing around and moving paragraphs around or trying to decide what shade of chartreuse to have on your cover, there are people out there who are just waiting to, to have their life changed by hearing you and hearing your message or reading your message. So isn't it time we get them that message? Let's get this out there. So if someone doesn't have an idea about how to even begin to write a book, what are some of the key steps they need to take to to get there? Mm -hmm. So one of the first things, uh, if you're listening to this, you probably have it in your head that you want to write a book. And to that, I say, you know, good for you. I think a key step is next is to create what I call a vision statement. And this is the first assignment I give my write a book in a weekend participants. There's a saying from Reverend Michael Beckwith that the pain pushes us until the vision pulls us. And we know the pain. We know the pain of delay. We know the pain of struggling with perfectionism. We know the pain of having people say, oh, you should write a book. And all of that can be dissipated when you have that vision forth of what your life will be like when that book is done. So I ask you even right now, just grab a sheet of paper and jot down for yourself the things that you'll be doing and what your life will be like 
when your book is done and the lives that you'll be changing. And uh, be as specific as you can. So create this vision statement. And once you do, then, you're, then you yourself will be pulled forward into that, uh, into that life and doing what it takes. So and, step. Yeah. So, and, and, and what advice do you have for people to find the right topic for a book? Because, uh, you know, even let's say you're like a, a divorce attorney or an accountant or whatever, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're not quite sure, you know, how to select the right topic. What, you know, how, how would somebody go about finding, finding what to write about? Yeah, excellent question. So there's some, a couple of things to consider. One is what comes easiest to you? Okay. What subject do you know so well? So if you're that divorce attorney and I woke you up from a deep sleep in the middle of the night and I said to you, tell me about what a, a, a man should do to protect his assets if he's going to be, you know, get divorced. Tell me the five steps that I should do. And you could do that because you just know them. That's the kind of thing to write your book about. Don't pick a subject where you have to do all this research and, and think about it and mull things over. That No. Pick something that you know, something that comes easy to you. Because the fact is, the reason it comes easy to you is because so many people have asked you this question, and so you've gotten to be a pro at answering it. So no matter what business you are in, there's probably some questions that you know you're going to get. Those would be great questions to answer in a book. And and what what route do you recommend for publishing? Uh, independent, traditional, uh, Kindle. What what do you think of, is the kind of the best uh, best approach for a first time author? I think self publishing is the way to go. It's also being called independent publishing these days. Uh, trying to get with a traditional publisher is like winning the lottery. It's really tough to do. And uh, when you self publish, you can keep all the money. You can do it on your own timeline. You control the content in the book. I mean, there's really just a whole bunch of pros. And uh, there's a, with this great age that we live on, live in with print on demand, there's plenty of resources out there that you can uh, put a book in one of my templates and upload it to a place like lulu.com and then have it in your hands a few days later. And how do you, how do you think authors should set goals to sell as many books as they can? I don't think they should. They shouldn't. No, because the money is not found in selling books. The money is found in using that book as a big business card and treating every person who touches that book as a potential client. I sell my book for almost a lo- at a loss on Amazon.com. Uh, for, it's like 10 bucks. Then uh, somebody buys it. Though. I was just talking to one of my clients the other day, and she invested more than $3,000 with me. And I asked her how she found me, and she said, oh, I bought your book. So I'll sell, I'll sell books at a loss all day long if that's the result of it. So don't think about book sales. Think about the clients that will come afterwards. So in what ways do you recommend that people try to monetize their books? So, you know, it's, it's, as you mentioned, you know, the direct uh, whatever revenue you get from the book sales is, is not the right way. So what are some, some alternative ways of making money? So what you want to do is put a call to action page in the front of your book that directs people to your website. So that way you can have a two-way you can have a conversation with a reader and you can follow up with them and tell them about a webinar that you're having or an info product that you're selling or a talk that you're giving. And then that 
again, that turns a lead into a prospect and then maybe into a client or a customer. So creating that funnel to turn a reader into a client, that is how you monetize your book. And a call to action page in the front of your book is one of the best ways to do it. And so you you drive them to a, a specific URL for that book or or just your your regular website? So your website where your <laughs> the call to action page you have a free gift. So you're driving them to a page where they can download a checklist or a planner or something like that related to your topic and then the reader opts in, puts in their name and their email address and then you can follow up with them. So yes, you send them to your website where you're offering them that free gift. And do you recommend any type of software that would make the writing process easier? I think a lot of people, they just feel that it's too big of a mountain to climb. So, and I don't know if uh, if software helps, but is there any kind of tool out there that you recommend? You know, really, I recommend a keyboard and whatever writing software you like the best. Uh, what, it could be an email, as far as I care, because I think that people can get real all caught up and like, oh, I want to try this software, or that software, and the, the time they spend researching that, they could have half their manuscript done. So really, it's just a matter of putting button share and, and getting to work. Okay. What are some, com what are some uh, common mistakes that uh, you see uh, people make as they gear up for writing their books? One thing I see people do is that they focus on writing an overview or an introduction first, and that can really tie you up uh, because you're, you're thinking really big picture. Instead, I encourage you to write something you know. Just pick one of the five things that you're going to talk about or pick a quote to use as a writing prompt and get started. You don't have to start writing your book at the front of the book. You can start anywhere you want. So do something easy to get some momentum going, and uh, then you can go and flush out the other parts later. So don't worry about an introduction. Worry more about just content, and then worry about putting it all together later. Exactly. Just get started first, uh, like you're having a conversation with somebody, and write in that same way, and then later you can go back and uh, fluff things up and, and pull them in and do the big picture overview. What do you think is uh, a big time waster for authors? The biggest time waster that I see them do is uh, writing a couple of paragraphs and then going back and tinkering over those paragraphs and rewriting them and fixing them up. And what you want to do instead is do what I call a popcorn draft, where you do a fast draft of your entire book, preferably, but at least a couple of chapters. And the idea is quantity over quality. You just get it on the page, get it on the screen, and that gives you something to work with. The, the biggest mistake people make is going back and tinkering too much, and then after, at the end of the day, they have three paragraphs written. I want you to have 30 paragraphs written, and then that gives you something to go back and work with. What do you what uh, what do you think is the most effective um, way to market your book after you've published it? You know, you put in all this work. Now you have something uh, that you know that, that to show for for all that work. Uh, what are the most effective marketing channels that you recommend to uh, to people? Well, I do recommend that they be on Amazon, which is like a social media site because you can connect your blog to Amazon. You can upload videos to Amazon. There's forums and 
chat rooms, uh, all that kind of stuff is on Amazon. So I think that's the best route to go. And then go to the audience that you hopefully have been building along the way yourself. Those are the people who already know, like, and trust you, and they're ready to be out there to support you. So make use of them and uh, let them all know that you have a book done and uh, it's ready for purchase. Well, uh, Donna, thank you uh, very much for uh, coming on Success Harbor today to uh, to share your wisdom about publishing and writing a book. How can people connect with you or find out more about some of the services that you offer? What I love about doing these when for people who are listening to this is that you have already started your book. Even if you didn't write anything down, your mind is already working on it tonight when you're doing the dishes or walking the dog. So to continue that momentum, you can pick up a free book planner at freebookplanner.com. And uh, you can always find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash write a book in a weekend. So everybody out there, go and uh, check out freebookplanner.com and say hi to Donna. Thank you. Thank you again uh, for your time today. My pleasure. I look forward to seeing you in the bookstore. Bye, everybody.